fuck body snatcher. We fuck the delegate that got ya. Hard enough that I could chew a whole back of ride. To an avenue, to an off street and off block. To turn around and do the same damn thing to a solo. Cause Reggie Noble's pissed. I crushed the whole brain frame. Cause you couldn't maintain the funk. The heavy rap style for lunch, jump. Cause 92, I take a whole crew. Give them a put to the book, not all of their go to blues. I show you what type of stuff I'm on. You can't puff or slip it. Because I was born with it. The broken delicate devil hit you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I Hey, what up, what up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Mad Nucleus Podcast. I am your host, for those that do know and don't know, Justin Felton, and thank you all for listening once again. And make sure you sign up to Spotify and Anchor. All you need is an email and a password, and you're in, way in. All right, let's get down to business. Uh, Sorry about Sunday, I didn't record a preview of week 10's matchups because I was covering the state of the San Francisco 49ers franchise, my favorite football team. And a lot of you who listen to this as well, and those that do know, along with a special guest, but I am bringing you the wrap up of week 10. And I honestly couldn't could say that my predictions probably would have been more wrong than right again this week because this this season has just been very very wacky it's like a just just hard to figure out like any other season it's a season of parody but this season is just man it's it's really unpredictable score wise it's really unpredictable so you know let's let's start with the Ravens and Dolphins since I did not get the chance to cover them uh, Lamar Jackson went um, six, uh, 26 of 43, 238 yards. He shouldn't have been throwing for 43 times, but I get the chance to see why. And I get the feeling the reason why was they got down early. And it didn't look like they could establish the run. He threw for 238 yards, one touchdown and one pick. He rushes for nine carries, 39 yards, but he they couldn't get anything going on in the ground. Nobody else was doing anything. Le'Veon Bell gets in there for three carries a yard. 0.3 average. What in the world, Ravens? This isn't you. That's not Greg Roman. He loves to run the ball. So what is going on here? Huh? How did y'all get beat 22 to 10 by the Dolphins? Well, let's find out what the Dolphins did. Jacoby Brissett, 11 for 23, 156 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Tua gets in there, 8 for 13, 158 yards, no, no touchdowns, no picks. Albert Wilson, 0 for 0. What, what, what was Come on now. Two, uh, two quarterback system and nobody threw any touchdowns. Nobody rushed for any touchdowns except for Tua. He was, it was a goal line touchdown. They might have been spotted points at the goal line or something like that or somewhere close to their own territory or in the Ravens territory, I should say. Looks like a game of turnovers on this Thursday night. Hmm. I done forgot what went on. Ain't nothing going on here. So let me skip to the next because we're pressed for time, aren't we? Next up is the Bills and the Jets. 45 to 17, the Bills. And we know why. The highlight of this uh, game was 
Not so much as Josh Allen going 21 of 28, 366 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, or that their running game was pretty balanced. You know, nobody rushing for 100 yards, but they got over 100 yards total rushing too. They played balanced football, and a lot of the backs had touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, eight catches, 162 yards, 20.2 average, and a touchdown. Fantasy. Boom. Market. Gabriel Davis, three catches, 105 yards, 35.0 average per catch. Wow. What's going on? Field day for the Bills here. The Jets, <clears throat> Mike White, 24-44, 254 yards, zero touchdowns, but get this, four interceptions. Joe Flacco gets in the game, three for three, 47 yards, a touchdown, and a, no picks. So he might be getting the starting nod next week, shall Zach Wilson not be starting Oh, game-managing Flacco with the strong arm. Wally veteran. Nothing else went on. Corey Davis had a good game. Five receptions, 93 yards, no touchdowns. Elijah Moore, three receptions, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, Slaughterhouse, Buffalo, 45-17. The Jaguars and the Colts. Colts win 23-17 in a nail-biter against their division foes. What went on here? Trevor Lawrence, 16 of 35, 162 yards. He didn't even complete 50%. He completed just over 50% of his passes. He completed... No, he didn't even complete 50% of his passes. Because 16 by 32, that's 50. But he threw 35. So that's under 50%. That's like 46 or 47%. Why ain't he completing his passes? Was it drop balls or off target, inaccurate? Let's see. Jamal Agnew had three carries for 79 yards and a touchdown. James Robinson, 12 receptions, 57 yards, and a touchdown. 12 rushes, I should say. Three rushes for Agnew, who had 26.3 average. Wow. Dan Arnold, you know, he did whatever he could. They didn't get nothing. Ain't nothing going on here. The Colts. Carson Wentz, 22 of 34, 180 yards. Zero touchdowns and zero picks. They will be battling for a wild card spot, I believe. The Colts will be. They won't win that division because Tennessee is showing a lot of guts and grit and fight, and they're still winning without their star player. And we'll get to them in a minute. All right, next up is the Browns visiting the Patriots. Man, boy, 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 this could have been... Another potential game of the week, but it was a stinker. Thanks to the Browns can't score. 45-7, to seven, another slaughterhouse. That went, went on in this god-awful game here. Okay. 
Baker Mayfield goes 11 for 21, 73 yards of touchdown and a pick. Really? 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 Case Keenum gets in the game. He goes 8 for 12, 81 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Dearness Johnson gets 19 carries, 19, 99 yards. He get, also gets seven receptions, 58 yards, but he didn't get any touchdowns. Who got the touchdown? It was Austin Hooper off of 25 yards of four carries. Next up is the Patriots. What did they do or what they, didn't they do in this game? Mac Jones, 19 to 23 and 998 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Very good game. But let's not act like Mac Jones is the greatest thing since sliced cheese. There's a lot of Nana fans I know saying, we should have picked up Mac Jones. We should have did this. Do I got to keep explaining to y'all every single time that Mac Jones is in the perfect system that's fit for him? What Bill Belichick is running was no different than what Nick Saban was running at Bama. They run the same type of offense. Nothing fancy, basic, uh, West Coast, dink and dunk, uh, outside of the hash marks, you know, some pretty solid running, and that's it. Nothing special. They can't really run nothing special because Mac Jones really isn't special. He's just more pro-ready because he got with the right coach. That has the same type of system he was running at Bama. If he was playing with Shanahan or McVay or any of these coaches with a complex system, LaFleur, you know, he probably would be riding the bench holding a clipboard, just like Trey Lance is and Fields was. But he played pretty good. This is probably his best game he's played so far this year. And he got it so bad that Brian Hoyer stepped in the game and got his little reps three for three, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Even he got in on the action. What's going on? Ramador had a good game, 20 carries, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, the Browns were spotting them points with their turnovers. I mean, it's obvious. Everybody got in on the action. Kendrick Bourne, I wish we still had him. He had four receptions, 98 yards, and a touchdown. Jacoby Myers had a touchdown. I mean, slaughterhouse again. Next up is the Panthers at the Cardinals. Thank you, Panthers, because I'm getting a little tired of the Cardinals. The Niners should have whooped their ass last week, but we did not. We messed around and let them beat us at our house because of bad coaching, piss poor mistakes, and just, you know, too much, too much crap, man. But glad they got trimmed down to size. Philip Walker goes 22 or 29, 167 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. Ah, dang. He was efficient, but he couldn't throw a touchdown. But Cam Newton gets in there, goes three for four, eight yards and a touchdown he throws. And he also rushed for a touchdown off of three carries and 14 yards. And so did Shelba Hubbard. Christian McCaffrey, he's back. He makes a difference. And what went on in Arizona. All right. Colt McCoy, 11 for 20, 107 yards in the pick. No touchdowns. But, you know, it's just too frustrating to say. We, that could have been us last week making him look as bad as he's ever been. But, you know, I'm not going to say any more about that. 
I'm going to get a little tongue-tied because my thoughts are everywhere on that issue. Chris Schriever, whatever his name is, gets in there. Six of nine, 36 yards, nothing. James Conner, 10 carries, 39 yards, a touchdown. Nothing else. 34 to 10, the Panthers spank the Cardinals. Next up is the Seahawks and the Packers, 17 to zip. I watched this game and just looked at how bad both quarterbacks played. This was the matchup that was supposed to be. This was the matchup that everybody wanted to see. It was A-Rod on one side and Russell Wilson on the other. They both played, but they didn't play particularly well, especially Russell Wilson. They couldn't put up no points. Uh, he decided to come back in a game in Green Bay where it was snowing and it was 15 degrees. It wasn't snowing when the game started, but like late in the third quarter into the fourth quarter, it started snowing again. And more it did that, the more his uh his passes was 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 sailing. There was no zip behind his ball, and that finger is not as well as you know we like to think it is. But he was well enough to come back and play, but he didn't play well. I think he should have waited until next week, but who cares? I hate the Seahawks. He threw for 20 or 40. He threw 40 times in that, those conditions. Threw two picks, 161 yards. Nothing went on in this game for them. He threw 40 freaking times, folks, and 15 degrees and snowing or the wind blowing. The, win, the run game was non-existent in a Pete Carroll-type system. He loves to run the ball. He wasn't even thinking about running the ball. He was thinking about, ooh, Russell Wilson's back so we can air it out to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Uh-uh. In them conditions, you got to have a running game. This is why a running game is still important, folks. I know that running backs don't last long, but the running game is still important. When you go up into places like Green Bay, New England, Pittsburgh, Chicago, the running game is a must. Even if you got a good quarterback, you got to have a running game. The Packers ain't do too much better. Aaron Rodgers, he do, threw 23 of 37, 292 yards, zero touchdowns and a pick. Again, 37 yards in that those conditions. Yeah, he got 292, but what was the running game? Yeah, it came alive in the fourth quarter as the Seahawks couldn't stop a nosebleed and they couldn't put up any points, but early on, it was like, dude, you got a running game. You got uh, Aaron Jones back there. And A.J. Dillon played pretty well. He had 21 carries, 66 yards, and two touchdowns. They started getting it going late. But their defense came through for them. Their defense made the necessary stops. All right. The next game is... The Saints at the Titans. Boy, this was a nail biter, but the Titans showed that why they got a lot of guts and grit, like I said. Without their star player, Ryan Tannehill rallied the troops, but the Saints, they played hard. The Saints are a pretty solid team themselves. They are five and four um, because of their guts and grit. Trevor Simeon, 19 to 34, 298 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Taysom Hill gets in there on gadget plays, goes two for two, 11 yards. 
Uh, Mark Ingram, 14 carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Not much else going on uh, receiving Taquan Smith, 444, one touchdown, two of 37 for Marquez Crowley and a touchdown. You know, this was a, a hard-fought battle. You know, this could have went either way. Both teams was playing hard. They didn't make any mistakes. And you got to applaud the effort. That's good football. Ryan Tannehill, 19-27, 213 yards, one touchdown, no pick. The running game wasn't all that for them. Of course, when you're missing somebody like Derrick Henry, that workhorse, you'd expect the run game to suffer a little bit. But this is their chance to go and find somebody who can at least fill the void halfway. I think they're still working on that. But their passing game has came through. Marcus Johnson, five receptions, 100 yards, 20.0 average. Dante Freeman, 248-24. You know, a lot of long passing. Hall fought game. They win by two points. They kick the game winning field goal. Titans win 23-21. Next up is the Lions and the Steelers. Tied at 16. Wow. Didn't I tell y'all the Lions had a lot of fight in them and somebody was going to catch it? Well, nobody caught it, but somebody was, you know, going to get their absolute best, even if this game is their absolute best and it had to be the Pittsburgh Steelers and their bad offense. Jared Goff, 14 to 25, 114 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. But the run, the runners in this game and for the Lions, did have a pretty solid game. Godwin and Jamar Jefferson. They both had touchdowns apiece. You know, and what did the Steelers do? Mason Rudolph, 30 of 50. They threw 50 times in that cold weather up there in Pittsburgh. He's not built to be throwing 50 times. He goes 30 of 50, 242, one touchdown and a pick. He not built to be throwing like that. What is up with these coaches throwing the ball 45 and 50 times in bad weather conditions with inexperienced quarterbacks. I don't understand that, man. What's going on? Can somebody give me some answers? I got questions. But these coaches ain't going to tell you the truth about that. They're going to do what they're going to do regardless because Mike Tomlin is a genius, right? Well, not if you can't beat the Lions or at home, you know, you, you, you play the tie game. Najee Harris, 26 rushes for 105 yards, but no touchdowns. Nothing when a tie game. That's what you got, a tie. 16 up, a tie. Ha, ha. And everybody thought that would have been a blowout on the count of the Steelers. They playing at home, they playing against the Lions. Oh, man, they ain't nobody. But this shows any given Sunday. A, a league of parity, folks, never underestimate your opponent. If you do get a blowout win against a bad team, you did what you were supposed to do. But if you're playing close games against them or games like this, any given Sunday. Next up is the Buccaneers at, this, at, at the WFTs. 19-29 WFTs. Now, 
I'm going to say congratulations to the WFTs, but this hurts because now their fans are walking around with their chest out like they won the Super Bowl, or I should say this is their NFC Championship. Again, you know you're going to come back the next week and probably lay an egg, right? But congratulations on beating the defending champs. The defending champs was at this very same point last year, 6-3, and and they went on and won the Super Bowl. So let's not get too hasty and excited, WFT fans. But one thing that is impressive that they did in this game I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna go get through the stats first. Tom Terrific goes 23 of 34, 220 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. They baited him into some mistakes. It looks like I didn't see the game, but it looks like he was having a tough time. He had to be baited into some mistakes or the runners or something. Mike Evans, two receptions, 62 yards, and a touchdown. All right, what did uh, Tyler Heineke do? Taylor Heineke. 26 of 32, he was very efficient. That's efficiency. 26 of 32, 256 yards, a touchdown, and no picks, no no mistakes. Antonio Gibson, 24 carries, 64 yards, two touchdowns. DeAndre Carter, three receptions, 56 yards and a touchdown. Terry McLaurin, six receptions, 59 yards. Now, let me get... Back to why I say what was impressive about this game. First of all, for the life of me, I don't understand why some of these coaches, when they play against these elite quarterbacks like Tom Brady, they want to get cute, throw the ball, and, and, and do cute and fancy plays, giving them chances. That's not what the skins did. Ron Rivera wised up today. That fourth quarter, Check this out. It was uh, it was 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter in a close game. The Redskins moved the ball probably the full 100 yards on them. There were some key plays where the offense basically was dead to rights on third downs, and they extended plays. Taylor Heineke scrambles, you know, gets out of the pocket, makes some plays. Uh, third and shorts, the running backs gets the third and shorts, for first downs and stuff like that. And the defense, you know, they're thinking all we need is a stop. Then Tom Terrific is going to take care of the rest. Well, you didn't get a stop and time was ticking. Ten whole minutes. It was ten minutes and some change left. And they scored with 29 seconds left on the clock, giving them a 10-point lead. They ran the ball. They extended plays. They kept the ball in bounds. Very few out-of-bounds plays if there was any. There was no out-of-bounds plays, I don't think, and they kept the clock rolling. If you want to beat Tom Brady, first you must bait him into some mistakes and you must control the clock. Again, this is where the running game is important, folks. Do not dismiss it because we are playing in a pass-happy era. He would even tell you that a running game is important. Why do you think he wanted to get up out of New England? Yeah, we had the running game, but the outside weapons wasn't good. He gets with Tampa Bay, and they have the full, complete arsenal. But games like this show you why the running game is important or the short passing game is important in crucial situations because they're like the... um it's like a, a run, but also you need a quarterback that uses his feet well in these situations. Why, a la why Tom Brady can manipulate the pocket. Aaron Rodgers gets out and makes those plays. Russell Wilson, 
uh, Lamar Jackson, etc. But you need a running game most most first and foremost, or treat it like the running game, and they won. Congratulations to the WFTs. Next up is the Falcons at the Cowboys. Do I really want to talk about this game? Because the Falcons got monkey stomp, pistol whip, dummy clap, mummy wrapped in stitch, as you God would say. What in the world? 43-3. After that flogging the, the Cowboys took last week, I knew they were going to come out firing. Dang, it had to be the Falcons. They are four and five on the season, seven and two for the uh, Cowboys. Matty Ice didn't do hardly anything. Nine to twenty-one, no touchdowns, two picks, one hundred and seventeen yards. They had to mention for Josh Rosen, one for six, fourteen yards, and a pick. Should have benched him too. The field goal kicker was the MVP. I mean, did Dak have to do anything? Let's see. Let's check. It says here, Dak Prescott went 24 of 31, 296 yards, two TDs and no picks. Good game. Cooper Rush gets in the game and so does Ezekiel Elliott. He gets in on the action and passing. Running game was pretty solid. Uh, Over 100 yards overall for everybody. For the whole team, CeeDee Lamb, six receptions, 94 yards, two TDs. And we should have had him too, man. No disrespect to Brandon Ayuk, but CeeDee Lamb is a better receiver. But Ayuk is coming along because he's in a so-called doghouse. But Ayuk is a playmaker, man. Just give the young kid a chance to get out of his funk. And he's been playing a little bit better as the season goes on. But C.D. Lamb was right there for the taking. Let me get out of this game. Next up is the Vikings at the Chargers. This was a close nail-biter. Well, let's see what they got here. Kirk Cousins, he plays well. He's been playing like an MVP, like I said, man. He's not been playing like a a runaway MVP, but he's right there in the race for the quarterbacks playing like MVPs. 25 of 37, 294 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. Dalvin Cook, 24 carries, 94 yards, one touchdown. That dude is a beast, too. He's just been distracted with the trouble going on lately. Justin Jeffries, nine receptions, 143 yards, no touchdowns. But Tyler Conklin caught the two touchdowns in the red zone because he ain't got that many yards. And, I mean, what's been going on with the Chargers? They've been kind of fading a little bit here. The Chargers used to be known as a team that would start off very sluggish and then they would win like eight straight games at the second half of the season. But they've been kind of fading here lately, I've noticed. Justin Herbert, 20 of 34, 195 yards, one touchdown, one pick. What's going on? What's going on with the Chargers, man? This ain't the time to be fading. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. You want to take that division from the Chiefs, you got to start playing better because the Chiefs are slowly picking themselves back up. All right. 
Next up, the Eagles and the Broncos. Now we know the highlight of this 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 game, so we're gonna get to that in a in a minute. Jalen Hurts, 16 of 30, 20, 16 of 23, 178 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. I like Jalen Hurts, man. Young, the young kid got promise. Jordan Howard, 12 receptions, 83 yards. Devontae Smith, four receptions, 66 yards, two touchdowns. Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater, 22 of 36, 226 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Melvin Gordon rushes for a touchdown, though. But here's the deal. That crazy, wacky play of when the Broncos was rushing the ball, the ball carrier fumbles, and the DB picks it up, or the linebacker. He runs, he runs, boy, a touchdown. Their last hope for somebody to tackle was Teddy Bridgewater. He sticks his nose in there and said, nope, um, no, I don't want that. That's the highlight of the game. And man, they are going to be frying Teddy P. They're going to be frying Teddy B all this week over that. Teddy B said, I'm, I'm a quarterback. I ain't a tackler. I'll get hurt. That's probably what he was thinking. <laughs> but when I saw that play, I said, no way. He just whiffed and said, nah, I don't want that smoke to try to tackle that dude. So, you know, that's the highlight of this game. Next up is the Chiefs at the Raiders. Now, again, the Raiders started off red hot, beating bad teams, and now they fading. And they come home to play against the rivals. The one rival that they can't conquer over the last, I don't know, six, seven years. And you would probably think they would be up for them because they want to take the title away from them, the division crown. You were sadly mistaken. Both teams are six and four. No, the Chiefs are six and four. The Raiders are five and four. They could have been six and four, but they laid an egg at home. Patrick Mahomes, 35 of 50, 406 yards. Five touchdowns, zero picks. All last week, we've been hearing that Patrick Mahomes was losing it. He's been figured out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, I think he put that to rest. And it was so bad, Tommy Townsend gets into the game and gets into the action at the end of the game because it was over. I mean, he threw two to Tyreek Hill. One to Daryl Williams, none to Kelsey, but Kelsey still had a good game. Byron Pringle and Noah Gray. Mahomes is still probably the best quarterback in the league. He's not MVP this year, but he's still probably the best quarterback in the league. Just having a down year. Meanwhile, who they want to put into the elite category is Derek Carr. Who goes 25 for 35, 265, 261 yards, two touchdowns in a pick. He played like he didn't even care in that second half. He's not an elite quarterback, folks. He's a stat pattern. Elite quarterbacks don't get beat by their rivals at home like this. And they don't show signs of giving up. They don't want it, man. The Raiders don't want it. And they don't care. They just happy to play in Vegas. 
and be in Sin City. Never mind the trouble. This is what you're dealing with, an undisciplined team that don't know how to win. A racist coach. Guys can't stay away from the strip clubs in Vegas. Come on, man. I mean, who had a good game? Just a couple of guys in receiving. By, uh, Brian Edwards, three receptions, 88 yards and a touchdown. That's it. Next up, last but not least, the Rams visit the 49ers. The Rams are projected favorites to win the NFC. They're one of the favorites. The Niners, teams that people might be giving up on, but they're still in the race. The Niners win 31-10, first home game since October of last year. Matthew Stafford did not have a good game. 26 of 41, 243 yards, a touchdown and two picks. John Hecker gets in there, man. I mean, last night it just felt like, you know, wow. Like the Rams are just going to give the 49ers hope like that. Cooper Cup had 11 receptions, 122 yards, but he dropped a few key passes. So they had Tyler Higby, but he had a touchdown. Jimmy G goes 15 and 19, 182 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He managed the game well and played well when the running game was on point. He played pretty well. He didn't play great. He played well enough, didn't make mistakes, made key throws. Elijah Mitchell, 27 carries, 91 yards. Debo Samuel, five receptions, 36 yards, and a touchdown. He also had a receiving touchdown for five receptions, 97 yards. The dude is a weapon. He is second in the league in receiving yards, and I think he's um, top five in receiving two, receiving touchdowns. He's got about uh, seven or eight on the year so far. And he's got, um, you know, over 900. He's he's on pace to get a 1,500-yard and 10-plus touchdown year. That's my boy Debo. But this is what kills me. Kyle had a great game plan. Best game plan he had all year. And for the life of me, he rushes the ball 40 times and don't stick with it every single game when it is seemingly working. He does it for this game, but every other game when he had you know, gotten the lead with the running game, he gets away from it. He needs to keep sticking with what's good. We are a running football. We have five or six good, the great backs back there that can carry that rock, and he needs to stick with it. Stop trying to turn Jimmy G into a passer. Stop treating Trey Lance like he's a running back and use the running backs that we have. It's okay that you want the design plays for the receivers and Trey Lance or even Jimmy, but you know, 16 carries is ridiculous and you only give the uh the the, the running back 10 carries. For now on, Kyle, what you need to do is look at this game and stick with this blueprint going forward cuz that it gives you your best chance of winning. And the defense came through with some 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 uh some some turnovers. The defense pretty much shut it down for the most part. The defense feeds off the running game. The running game can feed off the defense as well. 
Stop outthinking yourself. Stop being cute and pretty. Coach this game. Coach every game like you coach this game. All right, you dig? Okay. All right, folks. This concludes today's episode of the Mad Nucleus Podcast. And again, thank you all for listening. You know, you know what to do. Sign up, email, password you're in, and I'm out. See you next time. Still wanna stick y'all with minks Y'all would think y'all was jinx With a month for bad luck I'm not hunting motherfucker And guess who the juck I'm oh. Elman You daffy like the loony cartoon But this ain't no cartoon My bullets clear out the room I said, I said boy Try and learn the fundamentals here son Like that rooster and the chicken hawk I teach you about a gun I place my money on one I pull it out your run I wave it in front of your son And both y'all is done Black